No, it's okay, but it's okay. It's okay. We're alive. It is That's okay. So okay, because we're live. We're live now. We we clapped so, okay, the sync, the podcast recording, and I woke up the cat. Oh so, man! So he literally he literally woke up and started chirping like huh huh, and now he's trying to drift back to sleep. I feel he woke awful. up and he was like, "Oh, top down perspective. Hey, it's June. <laughs> oh, what? He's all thrown off because E three has been all weird. Yeah, been a he, mess. He, sa- he says his clock to E three time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when he sleeps, though. He's like, "Ah, E three, nap time." Yep. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good. Cat's good. gone back to sleep. Oh, that's good. <laughs> good boy, buddy. I want to go back to sleep. Me too. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Except I'm probably I've not going back tired. to sleep for another six hours. Yeah. Six hours. Yeah. It is. I'm going, um, bed, I'm going to bed at like 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. right now. Like, my sleep schedule is a bit wonky. How about your guys? It's pretty late. Uh, I mean, mine's. it's different than like pre-COVID, but not crazy different. I was going to say, like, mine's not even all that different at all. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, without having to do like a commute to work, I was able to like kind of shift my schedule back a little bit. I don't need to wake up as early because I don't have that like hour long trip. Yeah. Each way. I've been waking yeah, up th- earlier. I have that must be at least a little now. beneficial. Right on, right on. I'm up in the morning. I go to bed usually about midnight, one at the latest. So I've been pretty normal. I'm I'm like a pretty consistent like eleven to seven thirty. Okay. I'm I'm right now I'm three AM to eleven thirty or noon. Sure. I don't think I've ever slept to like past Definitely not ten. I'm wondering if I've ever even slept past nine. It's not even worth it, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's you don't need to do it. Yeah. But like my right body's okay. my body's just like, all right, you 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 got you went to bed like an hour too early, then just sleep through your alarm. Even though you were giving yourself eight hours sleep on your alarm. Now it's gonna be like ten. Oh weird. It happens it's all the time. It's even been a while since I've needed like an alarm. My body's just so used to like eight and a half hours of sleep. Like my alarm is set for like seven forty five, but I'm always up at like seven thirty. No, man, if I don't have my alarm on, uh, there's no telling what time I'm going to wake up. Because it depends, too. Like, if it's cloudy enough, like, my brain will think it's still early because it's still, it's dingy looking. So I'll just stay asleep or just go right mm. back to sleep. See, I did the opposite thing. I put yeah. up blackout curtains in my bedroom because I have these really big windows mm. that are right kind of like where, where my head sleeps. So, and it gets, it gets real bright here kind of all the time in the morning and early in the morning. Um, so it could be like six o'clock in the morning and like daylight. So I had to put blackout curtains eventually. I, I wish I could use blackout curtains again. Uh, Reese yeah. just doesn't hate sleeping with no light. She needs some light in the room. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we have a, a humidifier that we run that also, it works as like a kind of a, a room light. A night light kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we, that's what we leave on. And you then should put like, up, you should put up those like glow in the dark stars on the ceiling. <laughs> That'd be pretty. We cool. would. We have popcorn ceiling, which sucks. Well, so growing up, I did too. We still put them up in my bedroom. Really? Because I remember trying to do yeah. the same thing as a kid, and they were just like the worst thing. Like you had to like 
scrape off so much popcorn and just made a huge mess. I mean, I didn't put them up. It was my parents. There's no way they were scraping off popcorn. So they must have just put like a whole bunch of putty and just like made it work kind of. I don't know. Mm. But uh, I definitely had popcorn ceilings and those glow in the dark stars. Um, and then my, my family actually just recently got rid of them. Um, oh, all right. Wow. Because they're, they're like, we're getting rid of the, the popcorn ceilings. So I had that like my whole life. Which I always thought those were super cool. That's cool. crazy that they kept it there that long. Yeah. Well, it's not like they bugged anyone. I guess. One of the things I always wonder is like, as a kid, my dad built me like a bunk bed. Like one of those half bunks that also was like a desk on the bottom instead of the second bunk. Sure. Yep. And uh, we sold the house when I graduated high school and moved away. But I never found out if like <clears throat> if the owners who bought it after, if they removed it or not. Like I've always wondered that bed is actually still there because I know the house still is. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it would probably depend on how old the kid is. Because at some point, you don't want to sleep in a bunk bed. Yeah, uh, I know that the, the family that that bought it, they had kids that were about like 10 years younger than me. So they actually would have been the perfect age for enjoying that bed. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, at the same time, like when I outgrew that bed, like I, I moved to a different room. I literally just moved to the basement. Yeah. Okay. See, I always, I always had the option, and my parents often gave it to me, like, hey, do you want to move to, like, the basement room? Would you like that to be your bedroom kind of thing? Um, and I, I specifically said no, because I was already down there so much, like, playing games or on the computer, that I was like, if this was also my bedroom, I would never see my family again. <laughs> see, you're, you're right. smart. You're right. Because, like... It took me so it took me until I was an adult that I was just like, I'm not putting a TV in the bedroom because like the bedroom is meant to sleep. Everything else, like I'm spend too much time in the like living room and computer room as it is. Oh, I, I mean, my bedroom it. still had a TV. I'm, I am all for putting a TV yeah. in your bedroom. I think at this point, actually, I'm uh, not. the only reason I wouldn't do that is because I have um my I like an iPad and I have oh, a, okay. like a phone that just that you know those screens look gorgeous and they have like night shift so if i want to watch stuff in bed i want it right. to have like the night the night shift thing for whatever like i sleep cycle stuff that happens if, you know whatever um but once i got my own place and i could put like what would have been my bedroom stuff in the living room that was a game yeah changer. for sure yeah but yeah um i want to share a quick fun anecdote that i had uh, over the last week uh, as we transition into game talk, um, we were talking about the uh, disc versus non-disc version of the PS5. Yeah, right. Um, so just after that, I was like, I should buy the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn DLC because I never finished yeah. that game. I definitely didn't play the DLC. I want to do both of those before that game comes out. So I go, I load up PSN. <clears throat> you know, I have I have a physical copy of Horizon because I got it, you know, years ago. It was on like an Amazon pre-order discount thing. I load up PlayStation Network. I go to buy the game, the 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 DLC. The DLC is like, I think it was seventeen dollars. It was somewhere around fifteen, give or take, like about two fifty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was seventeen dollars. On Amazon, they were selling the Game of the Year edition, so the game itself and the DLC for ten bucks. Damn. <laughs> so it just made more sense to buy the Game of the Year edition, even though I'm gonna have yeah. two copies of this game. Whatever, it's not the first time it's happened to me. Sure. And then that kind of made me realize, like, you know, if I get the non-disc version, I, I miss out on these, like, weird deals like that. Yeah. 
you know, true. every now and then when a physical version is cheaper for some reason, like I'm just kind of limiting myself and I don't want to get in the position going forward where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you could have played this game, but nope, you have to buy the digital version of it. Uh, and that's your only option. So I mean, I, I mean, if we're f- being real, like more often than not, this digital version goes on sale than the physical. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, more more often than the physical ones. But I just kind of hate the idea that I might miss out. Um, and I mean, we're talking about a difference of seven dollars. Sure. But I just thought that was a fun anecdote, and it happened like like the evening after we had discussed this. Like it was like immediate. Like, oh, I think this is a sign. I think I know which version of the console I'm getting now. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, that was that was just silly. But hey, speaking of video games, this is the top down perspective. I'm Sean Booker. Still. I'm Paul Fleck. Still, I'm John Wheeler. <laughs> that changed last week. Yep, <laughs> we swapped him out for the new model. Yep, or the the old model two point the older I'm, model. I'm the retro model. I'm the retrofitted model. Okay. Okay, what does the new model do that you can't? Uh, sleeps less. <laughs> it sleeps less. It yeah. sucks. It sucks, man. <laughs> Can probably run a little faster. I don't know about that. No, you're a, you're faster now than you were as a as a younger person. I was not. Very, I was not very fast as a kid. I'll be real. Okay, so you versus let's say 16 year old John on a foot race, hundred meter dash. Who's winning that? <laughs> I think the agreement will be that we're both going to just go play a video game instead. So I think the, the answer that's is such no a cop out, man. That's such but a, that's exactly what I would do. Tell me I'm wrong. Also, also tell me I'm wrong. Nerd. Yes, says the jock. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it as I start this uh, video game podcast. <laughs> uh, what did I say? June 18th. It's it's E3 continues. It, the never ending E3. Point, yeah, it never ends. It's just all the time. We'll get into that when we talk about some news. Um, but first, Paul, I want to hear about what you've been playing. Okay. Um, the first thing I took a look at that game in disintegration. It's that weird robot looking thing from uh, New Studio V1. I think it's called. It's made by one of the uh, cre- original creators of Halo. Um, they're his new studio and like small team or whatever, and they made this weird. First person flying mech RTS hybrid game. That um, sounds amazing. <laughs> right? So here's the thing. It's not. Uh, it's, they're trying. The problem is, is they're trying to do too many things and they do all of them. Okay. But not one of them like really stand out ish. So it's kind of one of those mediocre, like this is a cool idea, but it isn't like amazing. So it's kind of whatever. <laughs> But, this is making me um, think of a brutal legend. Kind of. So what it actually plays more like is um like Mass Effect, you controlling your party members. So you have uh you start off with two like squad members or whatever, and I think you can get up to four. And you go on different missions of like scavenging supplies or whatever. There's like a whole campaign and story going on. Uh pretty standard stuff that I kind of don't care about, but like the world seems fleshed out enough that it's fine. Um there's in this this is like a future where there are humans that have been have transferred their brain into like robots but there's also still like normal humans around too so there's like little wars and shit going on and like different conflicts and whatever 
and you play as a grav pilot and gravs are basically these like hover bikes that uh, can go like decently high in the air, but not like fly necessarily just kind of give so you a higher moto. vantage point. Kind of. Yeah. It's, it's like Airblade for the PS2. Yes, exactly. Um, the whole idea about it is that it gives you like a high vantage point so you can direct where dudes should go and do stuff because you can shoot as well. Like it is a first person shooter in a lot of ways, but your guns are like just as powerful as like your squad mate guns, which is to say, not really, you need to kind of work together to like take down dudes and you can tell your squad to like focus target on uh, certain uh, individuals to take them out faster or different people in your squad have loadouts for different things. Like one of them has a concussion grenade that'll just stun like a little area of effect for a while. One of them has like a slow motion field that they can put down that slows everyone in it like immensely to the point where they're basically not moving. Uh, so you can like plan around that and it's very, very cool looking and it's a cool idea. So I give it points on being a totally playable, cool idea, but it's a little monotonous in what I've played of it so far. I've played a few hours of it, um, and I don't feel like it really strives to be like amazing or anything. Where I think it could do something kind of like cool and unique. I will say the thing that is kind of neat about it is there is a multiplayer mode, which is basically like capture the points. And it plays like the single player. So it is literally 5v5 where each one of uh, each person has their own squad of like three or four dudes that they control. So it's this weird like tactical RTS shooter thing to control points. And it's kind of dope. There's nothing like it on the market right now. Uh, So like, yeah, that sounds interesting. So it's it's very, very cool. 15 versus 15 kind of. Yeah, for sure. It is okay. It is uh, 15 versus 15, or maybe 20 versus 20. I can't remember if it's three or four uh, squad mates you get or whatever, Yeah, like little minions. But it's kind of this weird like stalemate thing where if you cross a line, the other dudes will... The other players will probably just kill your AI companions, and then you're screwed until like you're able to get them back or whatever. So it's this weird like giant war mode that's going on. I think it's really, really neat. I, I feel like it might be the type of thing that not many people will be playing after a while and it'll be hard to find matches because this is a $50 product and it's kind of hard to recommend at just being okay. okay yeah. Uh, at 50 bucks. Um, but it's, it is doing something different. So if this sounds like interesting to you at all, maybe look at some video, see if like, it's something you might be into. Uh, again, it plays more like a Mass Effect like tactics game where you're in real time controlling your little minions and like telling them where to go and like who to shoot and whatever. I gotta but, say, I like never used that stuff when I played Mass Effect. Okay, I use that shit a lot. So this okay. is like right. a more obviously a more involved version of that. But yeah. I don't know. Not a whole lot to say about disintegration except for it's a cool idea and I think that it could be a cool game if they in, like if they change some stuff up and maybe streamline it even. I don't know what they could do, but if this could be like the new Titanfall or whatever that people like whoa. 
that gets good. Strong like, words really there, good. Yeah. Those are some strong words. That gets really good. It could be. I don't think it will get that far, though. <laughs> I have a feeling this might be um, dying. I saw a few reviews of it. Pretty middling reviews. And I can understand why. It's unfortunate, but at least they're trying something new, I guess. Uh, I The big thing, though, I guess, is I've been playing The Last of Us to get caught up for Last of Us 2, which comes out in like four hours from now or whatever. A few hours from now. Two hours from now. It's soon. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm um, excited. And I'd like, if I can quickly add, uh, as someone okay. who, who um, you know, preloaded it and all that, um, here's my just, you know, semi-monthly reminder <laughs> that the PlayStation Network sucks for not letting you add credit cards from different countries to your account. Oh, uh, right. Even, oh, right. Even you still Nintendo have that lets you do that. So if when Nintendo's beating you at the internet, you fucked up. For what it's worth, I use PayPal, <laughs> so I don't have. I can't use. I can't use my it. PayPal because it's like an American PayPal. That's so. Believe weird. me, I would love to use my That's PayPal. Really weird. And uh. it doesn't even tell me why. If I try the PayPal, it's just like uh, I don't know, man. What is this? <laughs> like it just like errors out. Um, weird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds really frustrating. Damn. It is. He's been dealing with that for, for a very long time. Yeah. Holy shit. Anyway, you're playing uh. Last of Us. Yeah, so uh, back in 2013, I played about half of this game. I still kind of don't like how it controls that much, but I've gotten kind of okay with it. Oh, did you never finish it? No, even though I know what happens because people won't shut okay. up about it. It was actually spoiled for me before I was like even playing it back then. Yeah, I, so. I mean, I, we sh- let's not spoil it here because I'm sure lots of people are kind of yeah, no. like playing through yeah. it. But that ending, I think, is great. There's no point in spoiling it. Like, it yeah, does. No, I'm not, I'm, it, yeah, for sure. I wasn't playing. Uh, I still don't like the shooting that much. Although I will say when you get both upgrades of it, like his weapon sway ability to like turn that off, basically you have like uh upgrades you can get for Joel. And uh, if you spend like 150 points at some point, you can basically get rid of weapon sway and then it's totally fine after that. But at the beginning, it's kind of shitty for that. Um, I still just like that atmosphere really more than anything. The story is kind of whatever. I like those characters, the two main characters, obviously. All the characters are in it are fine, but some of them are, like, more tropey than others. But, like, Joel and Ellie are very, very good together. And, like, they have a good relationship that builds up. And uh, some of those, like, set pieces are fucking horrific, but not in a, like, ooh, jump scary way. Just, like, this is the worst situation ever. (laughs) I hear the second one is, like, just riddled with that stuff. Yeah. Also, I forgot how violent that game is. I, like, trust me, I love me some violence. Give me, like, Scorpion ripping spines out any day. That shit, like, makes me laugh. Seeing a guy get stabbed in the throat is real fucking gnarly. (laughs) And just, like, oh, my God, the shit that happens in that game is just, like, maybe too realistic in some spots. That's, like, this is... This is horrifying. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to be like playing the second one and just need to like, I need a break. I need something with color and life. I mean, everyone's been saying yeah. like the game is like hella depressing. So that's, yeah, I'm that's sure. my concern about with the sequel. If they actually just went I mean, too far. Yeah. I mean, I the I've first one is too really far, dark too. But yeah, hmm. 
Or have you? Did you finish it? The first one. I am. I thought I was going to finish it before the podcast. I was told I'm about two hours away. I'm okay. I don't know like how to explain it. I'm after winter. I'm in spring, which is the end of the game. Yeah, I, I don't. I kind of only remember some of like the set pieces. That was so long ago. Uh, yeah. I'm curious. I'm assuming you're playing like re, the remastered version. I am. Yeah. And that, and which includes the DLC. Both of them, yeah. The the multiplayer DLC and the uh, more importantly the LE story. Yeah, yeah. I I could not tell you anything about the multiplayer. Although I hear people were into it, and I never tried it. Same with Uncharted. Uncharted multiplayer was dope, but like nobody ever talked about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I was talking about the LE DLC. I'm curious because I played that after the game. Does it put it in the middle of that game, it or is it separate? Okay, it's a diff- it takes place in the middle of that game. It takes place in winter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, no. So they it, don't um, put it in the it's middle. a different option in the like menu. So they didn't integrate okay. it at all. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I'm I, like, because like, why not integrate it? That, that, like, it's, yeah. You know, but anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. So yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. It's like this game is still fine. I'm excited. Oh, I guess my big problem with it, if like I have any problems really to speak about at all, is that the AI in that game ranges from extremely like 500 galaxy brain amazing to the stupidest AI I've ever seen in my life. And it, it's just weird. And I don't know why sometimes like sometimes the dudes will just get glitched out or something and be staring at a wall and I'll just walk past them and it's fine. Sometimes I'll be in a shadow and they'll just walk over, look at me and say, oh, there he is. And like everybody converges on me, even though I didn't do a thing. And I don't know why there's such weird discrepancies sometimes in that game. But whatever. Not everyone gets the same education and like the funding uh, for (laughs) schools is down. So some people are just smarter than others. And it's it's a shame. really. I would be okay with this explanation if it wasn't the exact same part I'm talking about. Because, like, I would fail it because this guy has, like, eagle eyes and is amazing. And so, like, tracked my fucking footprints in the snow and, like, was able to triangulate my position this, like, different fucking state or whatever. And then, like, I die or whatever. Are you fighting Sam Fisher? Is it just Sam Fisher? It sometimes feels like it. I don't understand why sometimes they're so good. And then you reload the same part. And then they're just like not even paying attention to you when you're walking basically right in front of them. It's just so weird. <laughs> so I just chalk it up to video games are hard to make. And sometimes shit changes, I guess, in the code. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited uh, for Last of Us 2. I have heard it's quite brutal. I remember seeing a little bit of that like trailer or whatever they showed of it like a long time ago that little bit where they showed ellie gameplay with like a bunch of uh hunters or whatever and i specifically remember some of the kills were like fucking brutal and you heard the npcs like saying she got like this person by name i don't remember the name and then you're just like they'll also um from what i understand like that's terrible dude you'll have to like kill some dogs and the dogs have names okay yeah, and then you feel well, guilty be about like, it later or something like that. They'll be like, yo, she killed Spot! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man! It's it's fucked up. 
It's the worst when they give them names. That shit sucks. Like, that's yeah. a good way to really drive it home. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been fine. Uh, I guess, like, I would recommend it. If anybody hasn't played these games and we're kind of looking for it, this game is, like, the remastered edition on PS4 is, like, 10 to 15 bucks regularly on sale. It's quite cheap. Um, You could just play through one. It's not that long, honestly. I think I'm, like maybe 13 or 14 hours in and I was told I have two chapters left and two chapters is about three hours the way I'm playing it right now. So like if you played on an easier difficulty, you could probably do it in like a little less time even. And uh, there's a lot, like even the parts I did play before, there's a lot of, of stuff that happens in that game that I just didn't remember. I remembered like some of the like big beats of like specific characters and what happens to them or like what they do or whatever. But, like, I forgot some of the set pieces that they put you in, some of the weird, dank, like, broken-down buildings and shit chasing you, and there's a lot of stuff in that game that's kind of neat to revisit, so it's been cool. But uh, I'm looking forward to the new hotness, and I'm hoping we can talk about that next week a little bit. That's it. I mean, I, me. I plan to, so, yeah. Um, yep. All right. I'm going to go next. I'm going right. to I'm gonna go next. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... Have you guys heard about Assassin's Creed Odyssey? No. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about Assassin's From Creed Odyssey. From the beginning. Yeah. Um, Cassandra's way better than the guy. <laughs> Full stop. You should play as Cassandra. Is there actually any difference? I was meaning to ask you this because I don't know. Or is it the same story with uh, different like names? I mean, I didn't look into it, but I'm pretty sure all they do is because if Name you play change. Cassandra, your brother is like the big bad guy. Yeah. And I think they just swap it. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's what I figured, too. Um, okay, no, specifically, I have gotten into the Atlantis DLC. Um, and let me just say, like, I've had, like, three different what I would call endings happen to this game. <laughs> I found yeah. out there are no credits. They do not roll credits. They, they, it's a, they're, they're trying to trick you into playing forever. Uh, if you okay. want to watch the credits, you have to go through, a, a, like, in the menus. Um, so my quest to like, I want, what do I need to do to like get to the credits to say like, I finished it. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> okay. Anyway though, the endings I've seen, the, the weirdest, like there's some just Assassin's Creed nonsense going on and it is super silly. I'm not going to say what they are because they're obviously huge spoilers, but sure. there is just some like weird time stuff going on, which I mean, I can appreciate as someone who's like played almost all these games that that's fine. Um, the Atlantis DLC specifically is not in Atlantis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right? Of course it isn't. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's, the DLC is even called the Fate of Atlantis. Now, like like the other piece of DLC from the season pass, it's broken, it's broken up into three chunks. I'm right at the end of the first chunk. And I'll get into why I haven't finished that chunk yet uh, in, a, in a minute. Um, so for all I know, maybe the next two chunks, it does go to Atlantis, but at least this first chunk, it's a whole other area. You go to Elysium, which is like the afterlife and there's the gods are there and such. It's very similar to in Assassin's Creed Origins. You went to, I forget what they referred to it as, but you went to like the afterlife there as well. And you were battling like Anubis statue creatures and giant scorpions. <clears throat> but you're in this like, you know holy godlike place it's actually a pretty cool setting because all the uh 
it's just like a bunch of islands that are connected by these like teleporting beams and stuff. So it looks really nice and it looks cool. It's, it's, it's well laid out. And there's actually like stuff to do in there. Like there are, um, towns and blacksmiths you can interact with. Whereas I feel like the origins, um, afterlife was pretty barren except for like some, um, like forts to go, you know, uh, take down and fight some people and whatnot. I could be misremembering. I will tell you that the horse you unlock in Origins DLC is better than the horse you unlock in uh, Odyssey's DLC. Okay. For whatever that's worth. Um, so the reason I haven't made it as far as I would have liked, I really wanted to try and get through this whole DLC before Last of Us, but that is not happening, is the second last quest in this first third of the Fate of Atlantis DLC is basically a oh, have you done every single thing on the map yet? You haven't? You have to do that before we let you progress in the story. Like, that has never happened ever in the last two Assassin's Creed games, which, you know, they're like the exact same formula. That's why I'm kind of grouping them together. But then they're just like, oh, you need to go, like, find every single statue. You need to take down every single fort uh, before we're going to let you progress. That, I, like, I was almost about to be like, you can fuck right off Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey, but I'm 65 hours into this thing. Like, I gotta, I gotta see it through to the end, man. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm currently working on that, and they, it's like there's three areas that I need to kind of clear out completely, and I'm, I'm like two and a half so far, so I'm almost done it. But like, holy smokes, is that ever a weird speed bump that came out of nowhere? And it's in the first third of the game. Like, what? What is happening? That's uh, anyway. So you think they're going to do that for it, the others then? Oh god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I <laughs> figured so that's that, like so, what you were building up to. Well, so that's the weird thing is what what they're asking you to do is kind of wrap up like everything in this area. So now it's like, is the other two chunks going to be in Elysium? Because I will have wrapped everything up. Are they just going to kind of wipe that clean? And hey, look, all the statues came back. Or, hey, look, all the forts got taken over again. That would be kind of weird. Or is it going to be a different area? Like, I don't know. Maybe I will get to go to Atlantis. It'd be really weird if no one's talking Atlantis, Atlantis didn't involve Atlantis. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not even talking about Atlantis. They're not even hinting that I'm going to go to Atlantis. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know how much I'll play that uh, next week with Last of Us, but I, I will continue on. <clears throat> you must. I have to, yeah. It's, yeah. it's my curse. It's my blessing and my curse. Um, yeah, man. I played Odyssey. through. It's my Odyssey. There you go. <laughs> uh, I played through Coffee Talk this week. Okay. Um, How's this? If if you've ever played Valhalla, a cyberpunk bartending s- simulator game, whatever whatever the subtitle is for that game, something um, like that. This is that game again. Yeah. It, uh, straight up, hundred percent. It is that game. Uh, they looked at Valhalla and they said, "I want to make one of those without the cyberpunk." <clears throat> Uh, and I think this game is fantastic. I loved it. Okay. Um, I'm a visual novel fan, so that's, you know, it's it's ringing up in my alley. Um, but yeah, you're a coffee shop owner. You are, you own a, co- uh, a coffee shop in Seattle in the year 2020. Um, <clears throat> that sounds far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, because like, each day you'll get the morning paper and the headlines are pretty like, Oh man, you are taking some shots at the weird politics going on right now in the United States for sure. Um, but it's also weird because like this would have come out right before all the COVID stuff. 
So there's there oh, are jokes yeah. about weird like like there's 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 a I shouldn't say jokes, but they're like po- poking fun at the weird like racial things going on in the states long before this like current movement is currently happening. So it's kind of weird playing it right now in June. Um, but anyway, the setting of the of the world you you own a coffee shop in Seattle. Uh, it rains every day, which I thought was pretty funny. The background outside is always raining, um, and the world is a place that is not just humans. Uh, but monsters are throughout the world and, and mythical creatures are throughout the world as well, just living regular lives. So it's like, oh, this person goes to work. They just happen to be a high elf and they came into the coffee shop to chat and get some cappuccino and they're, they're, friend, they're dating a succubus. Um, and there's like a vampire and a, a werewolf and there's like a, like a mermaid aqua tentacle creature. <clears throat> Bunch of different creatures. Um, there's some like kind of like class warfare stuff that's touched on some racial things um it's definitely a very kind of topical game finger on the pulse like i said with the uh uh, newspapers you get each morning uh but it's funny um i think the art is pretty nice it's it's pixel art but it's like really detailed pixel art um love the soundtrack i love the whole aesthetic of it like it's just like a super chill i love the mood i would i wish i was at this coffee shop uh, with my buds like this this seems like a like such a nice vibe so i love the vibes i should say this came to game pass but no it did not it was an xbox live gold game uh which has been a while since i've been had any interest in those games but so if you have xbox live gold you can get that for free otherwise cool uh, it's on like everything it's on switch <clears throat> this would be a great switch game i think all visual novels just kind of by default are a great switch game um, but yeah, so you're talking to the customers, they'll ask for a coffee and much like Valhalla, they'll kind of say what, what they're like kind of feeling, what they kind of want, and they'll give you maybe a couple hints and then you need to use the ingredients to make them a coffee or a tea or some kind of drink, um, that you think is going to be right for them. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't really like gauge you. Like if you give them a bad coffee, like the story will just keep going on. Um, but you can kind of alter ha- some of their, um, feelings towards you based on how well you're serving them and that'll that all that really does is unlock like background information um you you, you get access to like their social media profiles um, it's pretty ancillary the, the main draw here is just chatting with these people and kind of going through what's up with their life over the course of like one month so there's like a person trying to write a novel who comes in every day um, there's like a couple game designers that one's a student and is trying to put out their first game. Um, yeah, you just kind of, you're enjoying hanging out with them, learning their backstories and chatting with them a lot. Um, I loved it. I had a really fun time. It's like a four hour game, maybe. Um, you can make latte art if you want. That's a pretty, it's totally ancillary. It does not matter. But anytime you make a latte, you can like pour some milk in and Microsoft paint, draw something in there if you want. Um, would yeah, you say you like it. it a latte? I like oh, it a latte. Really? Yeah, it's a it's a good game. Oh man! <clears throat> if you like Valhalla, this is exactly Valhalla two. So definitely play that. Um, but again, yeah, this is coffee talk. Uh, I give it a two thumbs up. Especially if you're looking for some cool chill vibes right now, it's like a chill vibes game. Cool. And with that, John, why don't you continue with what you've been playing? All right. I haven't been playing too much. Most of my stuff's been on stream. Uh, we've been playing Mom, Metroid Other, Ma- Mud- Metroid Other M. Okay. That is an experience. Did you finish it then? You played no, through we're it, finishing, right? We're going to be finishing it Monday. Oh, okay. 
So should uh, I play this? I have it. It's ready to go. I just never played through it. The gameplay <laughs> itself is is fine. It's serviceable. Okay. But man, that story is trash. Mm, I've been, yeah, I've been basically making fun of it the entire time. Sure. Yeah. I remember the weird disconnect of like this your like commander not letting you use all of your weapons until like specific yeah. moments. Yeah, it's be, like, yo, I've be been like, dying here. Yeah, like, you literally have to be in a situation where I'm like, I am going to die unless I something changes, and then he's like, All right, Samus, now you can use the ice beam. Now you can use the Varia suit. Just like it's plotting, weird. plotting pacing on that. Yeah. Uh Samus's voice is very, very monotone. Like Yeah. I don't even remember that Samus's voice. I think she talks kind of like this the whole time. And as I sat here wondering why I was in this space station, I reminded myself about the baby. And then I kept saying the baby about 30 different times the entire time. Like it is like the pacing oh. and like the deliveries like that. And I, I can tell it's not her fault. It's definitely the, the voice director that kind of made her do that. But man, like mm. it, it's bad at times. Like uh, the main gameplay is you, you hold the Wiimote sideways like a NES controller. Uh, but it's a three right. D yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a three D Metro game, so like you're moving around in all eight directions, like uh, well, with like an isometric camera, right? Uh, yeah, two and a, yeah, sort of. Yeah, because the camera doesn't move, so it's kind of locked. Yeah, the camera doesn't. The camera doesn't really move. It's like, it's a per room kind of thing, but like you'll zoom in and out yeah. depending on where you what you're doing. But uh, it does kind of screw you over when you have to run towards the camera, and there's enemies you can't see because they don't show up on your radar mm. or anything. But at any time, you can point your Wiimote at the TV and you'll go into first-person mode. And that's how you use, like, your missiles and super missiles. Uh, or you can, like, lock on a specific target to tell what they need to be open and stuff like that. But it... it uh, Remember it takes, Wii games? Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. is very much a Wii game. Yeah. Bummer. Oh, no. I, I'm enjoying it. Like, the bosses have been, have been kind of creative and fun. It's had some stupid okay. bits and pieces here and there, but like, uh, I don't, I like, I'm not gonna tell a Metroid fan to go play it. Basically, like, it is not sure. <laughs> it is not a 2D Metroidvania. It is not a 3D Prime game. It's this weird in between that had some cool ideas and kind of got hindered down by other things. Is it better than Federation Force? Now, Federation Force is just a different beast. That just depends on what you want. There, I'm just saying it's got the Metroid name right on it. Federation so it Force is basically just like multiplayer Metroid Prime, multiplayer cooperative Metroid Prime. So it's worse. <laughs> I liked Federation Force. Okay, but in co-op. So, um, yeah, no, I it, it, I can't recommend it. But like the gameplay, if you want to see like a weird, quirky kind of game, and in your case, Paul, you already have it, you might want to yeah. try it out for a little bit just to see how it feels. Okay. Just get ready for like oh, swapping or play a swap good between game, like, three, like there's like, so many good games coming out. Swap from yeah, there 2D are a lot of 3D. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't yeah. expect you to play this anytime soon. Uh, sure. Also, One did day. the rest of the Bioshock Infinite DLC Burial at Sea? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I hate that story now. <laughs> so, so okay. mission accomplished. I guess we okay. did it. Yeah, the gameplay so was fun. Play- the gameplay was great, but man, I hated what, where they took the story. Because mm. Barry, you're gonna go play Bioshock Two now? Mm, not anytime soon. I'm a little okay. Bioshocked out at the moment. Sure. Yeah. 
Bioshock, the deal, the barrel at C DLC basically ties Bioshock Infinite back to Bioshock one, which didn't feel necessary. And I think would have been better off if they hadn't. That's fair. I could see that. And then the, the way they have, the way they walk to get there is a very long, stupid walk. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'll I think word for it. I never played the DLC. I should though. I like. I'm curious as a as someone who knows the mythology of Bioshock. Yeah, you might you might find it interesting. Like I I found it interesting seeing like all these things from Bioshock One because you you get warped to Rapture before everything happens. Oh, okay. Because because Two is also a prequel, isn't it? Two, I thought two happens. One? I actually don't know. Two. No, isn't two about like the first big daddy or something? Yeah, yeah. Two, that's two is right. about the first yeah. big daddy, but I don't think you're literally playing when he's new. I think like I think he's been around for a while. He's a human that you play. He turns into big daddy in that. Yeah. No, that's what happens in Bioshock One. Yeah, Wait, am I confusing right. yeah. all the stories yeah, stuff together? Know. This story is so convoluted, but so much of it happens in the this same fucking place. This is why I felt place. they didn't need to tie this shit together. Just make your own insular worlds. Uh, I don't know. It's it's the usual thing of like you get a one off success. Of course, they're going to want sequels. I know. And then yeah. when you kind of when you keep telling more and more of the backstory, it's like I kind of wish I didn't know this stuff. Kinda, yeah. No, well. <laughs> what yeah, do you do? pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, no. Uh, the gameplay was fun because uh, you spend the the second half you play as a different character, and they have to be there. They can't get into a fight as much as your main character could, so you actually have to be like stealthy. So I spent the entire mm-hmm. time like tranquilizing characters and sneaking around. It was actually kind of fun, but I just hated right where on. the story went basically. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a beat-em-up called The Takeover. Uh, it is a 2D beat-em-up that got put out, I think it was last year, uh, done by a couple different groups, but I know that the main people behind it were former people from YouTube, like, uh, Super Best Friend Plays, I think Matt McMuscles or something like that was, this was, like, one of their pet projects, and there's a couple voice actors from, like, Dragon Ball Z Abridged on it. Interesting. Uh, it, okay. It's a it's a fun beat 'em up. It's got decent mechanics. Uh, you've got your you got a punch button, a kick button, but you also have a gun. So at any time, like during your during fights, you can just pull out a gun and just start shooting people as long as you have the ammo. So it's got some decent mix ups for it. Uh, you can also between certain stages do like a vehicle section. And it's just like a weird bonus game you can play for like uh, extra points and extra lives. Uh, the, the only one I've done so far is a vehicle section. It's not that long a game, but it has been it's been fun. And I've been in a beat 'em up mood lately, so it's been enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. You start you get three characters right off the bat, and then you can unlock a fourth when you beat the game, and I believe you also unlock a mode where your character swaps depending on uh what zone or how many lives you have left in, something like that. So it's it's been cool. cool. If you're looking for like a right not too expensive beat 'em up, that's my recommendation. It came out on Switch the other day, so that's all I've been playing. Better or worse than Streets of Rage 4? Uh, I'm back and forth on Streets of Rage 4 now. Because a lot of the complaints I had about Streets of Rage 4, because I, I did a tournament for it last week. Uh, a lot of complaints I had about the game, they they put out a, a post, or someone put out a video the other day saying, hey, uh, we're making some big changes to Streets of Rage 4, and here's a breakdown of it all. And like 
four out of my six complaints were met. So I think I, I think I've come around on Streets of Rage Four. So I'd probably say now Streets of Rage Four is on par, if not a little bit better. Okay. okay. Cool. Good for them. <clears throat> oh yeah, another thing right. actually. Sorry before I jump, Windjammers Two, because they put out a okay. they put out a demo. So uh, there's a playable demo with online play on uh, on Steam right now. We did the stream of it for a bit last night. That is Windjammers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, but I in like a good way, right? Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, so like it's the, it's the standard gameplay win jammers, but they've added more characters, except for in the demo, you only got three of them. Uh, new courts again, again, same thing, uh, only three. Uh, but there's new mechanics to the game now too. There's a, a slap shot move where you can basically parry the frisbee and instantly send it back. And there's also like a little tackle move where you can just like force it onto the edge of the court, like a like like a tennis lob button or like a drop shot rather. So, you know, in Mario Tennis, okay. where you would hit the ball and it would end up just barely passing the net, it, that's a move now in Windjammers. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, cool. there's also a jump move. So, like, if someone, like, tries to lob it high, you can literally jump in midair, catch it, and throw it and slam it down on the ground towards them. So, they've, they've nice. actually kind of, like, added a lot of layers to the gameplay, which seems really cool. But right now, the gameplay is, seems almost faster than actual Windjammers, so it, you can't use them as well as you'd want to. I don't know. I think I think it's still in the balancing phases. Sure, but, uh, yeah, but it's been so. cool. It's been cool. The netplay works playing. okay then. Uh, the yeah, the, the, for the demo, the netplay was fine. Uh, you can't. It's okay. only like matchmaking because obviously it's a demo. Sure. But uh, yeah. we definitely had some desyncs happen a couple times in the two hours that we streamed it last night, and uh, we also had uh, situations where we couldn't connect to certain players. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's a like there's a bunch of little quirks to it, but the actual gameplay itself more or less seems fine online. A little bit of latency, nothing bad. Uh, but it obviously obviously depends on the internet of the other person. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's all I've been playing. All right, let's talk about E three question mark question mark <laughs> fake uh, three. Did either of you watch um, the EA showcase today? I no. did. Man, that thing could have been shorter, even. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was already pretty short. It was like forty five minutes. It was very short. It could have been shorter. I actually for sure, thought but. this was one of the more exciting EA press conferences I can remember. Oh, I uh, completely disagree. But then again, I don't remember any more exciting. I guess EA's always been kind of a bummer for me. So yeah, EA's always been super lame. But for but I came out of this being like, I'm excited for some of the stuff in here. So that's why yeah. I feel like. It, it was an uptick for me. I also okay. play a lot of Apex Legends, so maybe that's part that of it. That also might be it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there was a bunch of Apex right at the get-go, so that makes Which sense. Which makes sense. It's like their most profitable game, isn't it, for EA right now? Probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they started with Apex Legends. They announced that it is coming to Steam in the fall. It is also going to get cross-play support in the fall. Which my big question is... Will it have cross save? Because like cross play is good and all, but that doesn't actually get me much anything. Um, and then the big one was that they're making a switch version. Yeah, uh, which, which that's pretty exciting. I'm real curious to see how that performs and what that looks like. Yep. Um, so we'll see. I'll I'll play. I'll, you know, I'll download and play the switch version again though if there's cross-save support. Because if not, 
I'm not starting over with an with a separate account after the hundreds of hours I've put into my Xbox version. <clears throat> so here's hoping cross save is coming with it. Sure. Uh, all right. This article is not in order. No, this is so, kind of everywhere. Yeah, I always hate when they do that. Um, they did an EA uh, Originals kind of one, two, three games, um, showing off some small, small, uh, some smaller games that they're working on. First off was a new one from uh, Hazelight, uh, which is the studio with Joseph Farris, uh, who did Brothers and um, A Way Out. They're working on a new co-op adventure co-op action adventure platformer that will blow your fucking mind away is how true um that's how uh, he said it put it yeah um they even showed the clip from the game awards like two years ago or whatever it was two or three three years ago um yeah i like that ea is just fully on board (laughs) with who this guy is and how he acts um that game seems cool i like the games joseph faris's team makes so i will play that um they do some cool, like, co-op stuff. Uh, a game called Lost in Random, which seemed to be uh, quite a ways off. This is from Zoink Games. Loved the art style of it. Yeah. Looked like a claymation thing. Beautiful with, like, looking, a, for yeah, sure. Mystical die you have. I don't know. It, 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 we didn't really get a ton of the gameplay of it, but looks just really, really nice. Yeah, um, great art style, for sure. Yeah, what was, what was the third one? Oh, the third one was uh, Rocket Arena. Yeah, I don't care about this at all, but good for them. Yeah, this seems kind of whatever. This one's already up for like pre-order. It's a $40 game. Oh so my god. <laughs> I thought it was free to play. What? I was just about to say, I think this thing needs to be free to play. Um, cuz I cannot see people spending 40 bucks to get into what it is. Um, it is what it sounds like. It is Rocket Arena. It is a deathmatch game where everyone has a hero character that shoots just rockets. Um, the environments looked cool. Like they looked like they had some good map layouts and whatnot, but $40, uh, 40 bucks. Th- Fuck. I think this has to be, this needs to be a free to play game where I'm getting crazy skins. Cause they even said the phrase, um, there's a battle blast pass. pass. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a battle pass, like, and I'm not saying you can't charge for a game and then have a battle pass, but I just feel like the game industry is at a point where it's like, it needs to be free to play and then you can have a battle pass. But I mean, call of duty doesn't do that. So maybe you don't need to do that. I don't know. Call of Duty has a battle pass. Right, but I'm saying Call of Duty isn't free to play and it has a battle pass. Yeah, gotcha. So maybe you don't need to be free to play. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this thing needs to have like the Rocket League trajectory of you need to make this like as free as you can. Especially because I was unimpressed looking at it. It, Honestly, I even said like if this is free to play, I could see me jumping in with some buddies on a weekend and playing with it. But like, yep. there's no way I'm paying forty dollars for that. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? no. This is the um, what was that game you and I played a little bit of? Oh, which one? I'm trying to remember the name of it. On bleeding on edge, like game pat, bleeding edge. It just it, I kind of have the exact same uh, feeling towards the bleeding edge of like I probably would not pay for this, but like I'm sure. glad it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Also, yes, Warzone is free to play in Call of Duty. So their Warzone is free to play, but yeah. doesn't um, Modern Warfare also have a battle pass? Yeah, yeah, that's what it I does. was refer- referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, showed off Star Wars Squadrons. This game had a kind of an interesting reveal. It got leaked, I think, last Friday. Uh, yeah. I think it went up on like the on Xbox.com randomly, and then EA just came out and said, like, yeah, okay, we are making. Here's the game. 
like they couldn't just like hide it anymore at, after that point. Um, and then it kind of got officially shown off uh, at the press conference. This seems kind of cool. It's, it's going to have this, a single player actually. component. It's got, uh, you know, um, spaceship dogfighting five on five. It says the game, the whole game is fully VR enabled. So you can also play with people who are playing VR. Uh, also cross play. Uh, yep. They said, including with, with the VR. So everyone can play with everyone. Seems interesting. I'm kind of curious if that single player mode will be worth it or if it's all going in on the multiplayer. I don't know. I think uh, it's it another looks $40 beautiful title, though. For whatever that's worth. It looks yeah, really, it looks really good. good. Hopefully they do it right. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's coming October 2nd. Yep. Um, so it's not well, a next gen game? It's not a PS5, Xbox One one, or is it going to be a cusp one? I'm sure any I'm sure at this point anything that comes out after last fall will find its way to next gen. Mm. Cuz why not if like you know what I mean? Mm. Um I mean it's also worth remembering um Sony made that announcement that any game that is coming out past it was like a July date, I can't remember specifically, has to be getting developed for the next console. Uh, okay, did they announce anything else? Uh, they yeah. basically just kind of said Criterion, Bioware, DICE are working on next-gen games. They didn't really show anything to to grab onto. Uh, I'm glad to hear Bioware is still around. Yeah, I actually even said, like, wait, oh yeah, Bioware exists. I forgot all yep. about them. Anthem Man. 2, coming to the, the PlayStation 5. Uh-huh. Um, they then ended by saying, we're making a new skate. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> Which, but that that was hilarious to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, I just it was some, we we got one more surprise for you. Yeah, skate. Um, and they literally had the quote saying, "Your comments w- like willed this into exist, or you commented this into existence." That's what it was. That was the specific quote. Uh, which I think this is hilarious. The meme game is actually happening. Um, that's great. Which I feel like. 90% of the people that were part of that meme aren't going to buy Skate. They yeah. just liked memes. I don't know. They didn't say Skate 4, so I'm kind of curious what this actually is. Uh, but I feel like because he's saying, like, you know, you commented into existence, that points towards Skate 4? Who knows? They said they're very early in development on it, so they had nothing to show, no release date, nothing. Just saying that it is happening. Um I just thought that was hilarious that this is a real thing. Did they say what studio it was? Because obviously Black Box doesn't exist anymore. Um, I'm not sure if they did. They definitely had a developer component stage. I just can't remember if he had like a title under his name of where he was. I'm going to assume that they did say it. Um, but I, I, I can't tell you. I don't know. <clears throat> so I ask you, are you more excited for a new skate or for the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, Tony Hawk. 1 and 2 remastered? Tony Hawk. Without, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. I'll play a new skate. Yeah, I will too, but I didn't grow up with skate, so I'm not as excited. <laughs> I mean, I grew up with both, but I do like Tony Hawk more. Tony Hawk is easier than skate. Like, skate is a hard game. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah. opinion. All right, that was basically the EA Showcase. Again, it was a short one, 45 minutes, um, but I thought it was pretty good. 
Um, this is a weird tweet I just came across. Uh, I guess various game sites are getting Crash Bandicoot puzzles sent their way. So it seems okay. like a new Crash Bandicoot might be getting announced any day. Great. Now. Yo, I'm in. I'm into it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I'll play a new Crash Bandicoot. I, I got that like remaster of the first of the trilogy. I'll play some more Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, this morning, Cyberpunk got delayed Ugh. two months. They're moving yeah. it from September 17th to November 19th. Um, I asked the question uh, to you two. Do you uh-huh. think this is so they could capitalize on the consoles being launched? Yes. Like, do you think this is a direct correlation to try and reach the console, the, the next gen? Unless it's getting Probably. ported at the same time at launch, like no. Well, it's going to be on both, right? Like they've already come out saying we're going to do Xbox Smart Delivery, so that says that's going to be on both, right? But yeah, like I'm wondering, does did the Cyberpunk, you know, did CG Project Red look at this and say we could release at September, or are we going to have a significant number of our fan base not buying it at launch because they're waiting for the next gen? release and that's going to diminish our day one sales that's a fair point yeah whereas if they pushed it back two months put out everything every version all at once then their day one sales are huge they have a big shiny number you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't know i this is good for me because i as a person who like i'm going to play this game day one and now the day one is going to be the best looking version of the game. As opposed to me finishing it by the time the new consoles come out, getting that upgrade, but then not going back to the game because I'm, I'm kind of done with it. So it right. actually works out kind of positive for me. This sucks <laughs> for me. I was going to play it on PC either way. So <laughs> now I just have sure. to wait yeah, longer. No, th- yeah, you just have to wait longer. Um, oh, well. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet from Devolver. Apparently, a while back, they're like, "Hey, if our account doesn't get two million followers, we're can- we're canceling all games, even even Cyberpunk." And so they retweeted, they quote tweeted themselves saying, "See, we told you, we warned you." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, all right, happening recently after uh, the PlayStation reveal with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, there was a whole bunch of confusion about what exactly is the scope of this game. Um, a uh, a Sony exec even came out saying, oh, it's a remaster of the first one with some extra stuff put in there, which kind of threw a lot of people up in arms that it was going to just be Spider-Man 1 again with a little bit more, you know, just kind of a, a costume change almost, character swap. Oh, I didn't assume that, but yeah, I could see how you could. No, no, well, that, that's what a lot of people were assuming sure. based on that comment of it being a remaster. Yeah, um, yeah. A number of people, journalists, and then today Insomniac even came out to... Tr- try to like you know set the message straight um it is a standalone game it's going to be in scope to like uncharted the lost legacy so we're probably looking at a 40 dollar title that maybe has about eight to ten hours of gameplay uh a lot of the it's probably going to be a lot of like uh similar assets because why would they recreate a different new york yeah yep um totally they're probably up resed a bit because it's just you know more modern um so that, you know, we're kind of assuming that whoever that first exec was probably just got like some of the marketing terminology mixed up 
and you know they probably said like yes it's the same city we're gonna remaster the city and then he kind of took that as like a yeah we're remastering the game with new you know um so yeah like i said insomniac kind of had a quick bullet list uh and this is on the playstation blog if you want to check it out yourself um there's going to be instant loading 3d audio ray tracing and an overhauled city uh okay so there you go i'm excited when i heard it was a remaster that was a bummer because i went from of course i'm getting this to oh i'm not getting this uh, and now I am definitely getting this again. I mean, I just always assumed it was a standalone thing. So, when, yeah, that remaster comment is kind of weird because <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> this this, is, this had been flip-flopping back and forth to even this last PlayStation blog was only up 12 hours ago. So it's been yeah. a whole week. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, along with that, we got a few more updates on some of the uh, games from the Sony press conferences, uh, press conference, including... Um, some more info on Horizon uh, Forbidden West. That is coming 2021, um, which they had no release date before, uh, you know, a week ago. Uh, yeah. They've also basically said, quote-unquote, virtually no loading screens, which I'm not sure what that means, uh, no matter if fast traveling or loading from checkpoints. That sounds Weird. awesome, though. My guess is there's a there's a load when you first get into the game, and then that's yeah. it. Um Sure. I just side note, I can't wait to see games fast traveling without a load screen. That's going to be so that's cool crazy. The first few times that happens. Yeah. Um, like as someone who's, you know, I'm playing a lot of Assassin's Creed. I'm fast traveling all over the place. There's some long loads in the game. That game is huge. No loading for that stuff. I am, I am so excited to see that in, in practice. Uh, Forbidden West is also going to have a bigger map with underwater sections, dozens of new machines, and new tribes, both peaceful and hostile, as seen in the trailer. Sure. Makes sense. And then the other game we got some more information on is Bug Snacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, secret hit of the show. Um, w- no one really knows what that game is. Here's a quick bullet point that they came out and mentioned. It's a first-person adventure game. The goal is to study bug snacks and find a missing person. There are a hundred bug snacks. You can feel the bug snap, the bug snacks in your traps thanks to haptic feedback in the controller. Which I guess, you know, they're going hard with the whole dual sense rumble part. Sure. That's gotta be like the switch, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, it plays similarly to Ape Escape, and Bug Snack is the singular. Great. All right. <laughs> so there's some information on bug snacks. Um, I still think this game sounds awesome. Uh, continuing on, there was a Pokemon, uh, I don't know, presents live stream uh, earlier this week with some pretty exciting news in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started it off by announcing Pokemon Smile. Did anyone download this and play it? No. No. Pokemon Smile is a game app for your phone um, that you interact with it by brushing your teeth in front of the camera in order to catch Pokemon. Uh, This thing seems extremely for kids. I I didn't download it myself, mostly because I don't have a lot of counter space around my sink. Um. Yeah. Also, I just, it seems like it's so for kids. I don't I don't yeah. like this. Um, but this is a weird thing. Like, sure, why not? 
and they just stealth dropped it the day they announced it. So that's available for Android and iOS if you want to brush your teeth and, and catch some Pokemon. They announced Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is some kind of puzzle game. Uh, I actually think this looks kind of bad. But you can preload it now on Switch and on mobile. Um, so I did, you know, you know, pre-order that. That comes out next week. Okay. I think it comes out next week. Maybe it doesn't come out next week. Anyway, the big announcement, they announced new Pokemon Snap. They fucking did it. Thank God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a no-brainer with the Switch, but I, I'm still shocked it happened. Like, people have been asking for this forever. It honestly was a no-brainer uh, with the Wii U, so I'm glad it's yeah, finally happening. Yeah, with the Wii U, like, it, you know, with the Wii, you moving the thing around, like, it always yep. made sense. And they're yep. finally doing it. Um, I'm I'm shocked. It's coming soon. That's all we know. Uh, they also finished up saying a uh, new big pr- project is going to be revealed next week. They're going to do another stream on the 24th. Okay. I'm seeing in the chat that Cafe Mix comes out on the 23rd. Okay. So, yeah. That's a free-to-play game, I believe. Free-to-start, uh, yeah. Right. right, which is just Nintendo's way of saying free-to-play. Yeah. Yeah. All right, continuing on. Uh, PAX West finally canceled itself. Uh, basically, the last big game convention that was holding on for whatever reason... Yeah, uh, PAX West is canceled. They have, along with PAX Australia, uh, and they have decided to kind of combine it for a PAX Online this year, which is a nine-day-long event. Oh God! Which PAX a, never ends. A lot of PAX never it's ends. A lot of PAX. Yeah, uh, John, are you getting a panel for this? Probably not. No. No. Um, there is going to be panels in in some way. They. S- they say I'm, I'm assuming sure. it's going to look a lot like this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, uh, the, you, you know, it's I, I, you can read the full thing on online at packsite.com, but I think this is it. Kind of ex- speaks for itself. You'll be able to download game demos. You can buy merch stores. You can do everything you normally can do on the internet, but now. Packs will be at the top of your website. John, if they announce that they're going to continue on doing PAXs that are nine days long in person, <sighs> do you actually go for all nine no. days? Or <laughs> well, you don't even go for like all four normally. I do. Right? Well, I'm there the whole weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what if that was two weekends plus a week? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a Friday all the way to, like, what, the, the next Sunday? Next Monday? Yeah, pretty much. Drone controllers is two days long. Oh. <laughs> no break in between. Oh, kill me now. Oh oh. <laughs> Man, I can't even imagine that Dude, in a nine-day expo. Pax already feels long <laughs> enough at four. Anything past yeah. that is too much. Anything past that is too I would hope, much. I would hope that if they sell a nine-day PAX pass and be like, you know, you can come any day, it works for all nine days, that pass is like six times the size of a regular, like, lanyard badge. Like, it's the size <laughs> of your whole stomach. And yeah. then you can still wear that around your neck. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I mean, I could see myself like if it was the Boston one. I I want to go to Boston. I, not sure. right now, obviously, but in in life, I have wanted to go to Boston to see that city. I could see myself like going there, doing a couple days of packs on the weekend, one or two, probably one, enjoying a week at, yeah. in Boston, and then maybe doing a couple other days on the weekend near the end. Even like dropping in and out during the week if like a cool panel you want to see is on one of the days or whatever. Yeah, if it's near where like I'm not going to commute across the city every time, but if, no, no. if it's like I can take a quick Uber there or something. Yeah, maybe maybe that's an idea as well. But like who's the person that goes to L9 days? People that work it. Yeah, exactly, volunteers. I guess. Yeah, that's insane. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yes. Anyways, there's going to be some kind of an online thing if you want to be if you want to keep an eye out for that. All right. What's next here? Oh, Chuck E. Cheese. This was sent in to us on the Discord. Chuck E. Cheese has filed for bankruptcy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, may have to close all locations because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They have they have kept their doors closed for months now. Yeah. Um, they're apparently almost a mil a, a billion dollars in debt. Holy shit. Uh, and they are asking lenders for a two hundred million dollar loan. Yeah. Wow. I I could see this. Billion dollars in debt. The, the only reason Chuck E. Cheese exists is for kids to go like hang out and play because their food is bad. Nobody was gonna order Chuck E. Cheese food. Like <laughs> to keep them going. So I could sure. see this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, Chuck E. Cheese just seems like a, 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 a product of a bygone era. It is for sure. Like, I don't know anyone who's actively wanting, I don't, I mean, I'm not a kid and I don't hang out with little kids, so I don't know who wants to go to a Chuck E. Cheese, but I feel like kids don't want to go to a Chuck E. Cheese. Do kids know what Chuck E. Cheese is? Sort of. I, still? I'm guessing. Yeah. Like what's, like what's the kid thing to do now if it's not go to Chuck E. Cheese? Fortnite. Probably, yeah, for, go, go play Fortnite. It's a nine-day PAX event online. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah, and also, like, arcades and stuff, I feel like those are for, like, adults now, and they're barcades, and they're, like, yeah. Dave & Buster's, or what's the one you guys have? Is it called the, is it the Playroom? What? We have Rec Room. We also have rec another. Room. Oh, yeah. We also oh. have another one downtown, but I they might not be around. <laughs> much longer either um yeah i feel like arcades are becoming more of like an adult thing because you yeah. need to sell alcohol there um <clears throat> hey i'm on record saying i love skee-ball sure and i'm just i just wanted to say that maybe you can get a skee-ball court or whatever like on, on the cheap a, from a, on a, from like cheap. a Chuck E. cheese trying <laughs> yeah. to get some money back yeah. God, I would love that. That would take up so much room that I could use for a hundred better things in just, my apartment. Just put like your bed mattress on it when you want to go to sleep, and then when you want to play, take the bed mattress off. Easy. Yeah, that's true. Or if I can't sleep one night, I can just I can play a few rounds while my <laughs> girlfriend is sleeping. I was gonna say you can make sure that nobody else in your complex is able to sleep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, last is that Nintendo also released stealth released a jump rope game, jump rope challenge. As I, I saw believe this. the name of the game is. Did you guys play this? I no. hadn't heard about this. Oh wow. Okay. So this came out. What day was this? Go on Twitter. 
15th. Would that be Tuesday? Monday. Um, this was uh, advertised as the Nintendo devs just kind of made this while working from home. Um, it's it's basically what it sounds like. It's a simple little mini game where you do jump rope with the Joy Cons. Each day you try and beat your record. I thought I downloaded this because why not? It's free. Um, I thought about playing it, but I have neighbors below me. I didn't want to disturb yeah. by jumping around. And I didn't want to take my Switch outside and fake jump rope with two Joy-Cons in my hand. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be seen doing that, so I did not play this game. Yep, fair. Um, but if you want to get a little bit of exercise, jump rope challenge, it's free on the Switch. Uh, it's a first-party title. Like, why not? Sure. Well, I just gave you two reasons why not. But if you if those aren't issues, then maybe you should try it. Agreed. Uh, jump rope challenge bunny for Smash. Let's get him. Let's do it. Uh, all right, let's do some questions. If you want to send in questions, it's topnowrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. I'll read this first one from VGC Kenny that says, if there was a college class on podcasting and you were offered to be the lecturer of said class, would you do it? What would you teach? How long would the class run? As in, how much of the school year would it take up, not how long each individual class would be? Are we getting paid? I, yeah, I guess you're getting paid. Then yes, absolutely. Why wouldn't I do that for money? That's easy. Yeah. Easy money. So how long, in, how much of the school year would it take up? I mean, if it's a class, wouldn't it take up like a semester? Yeah, or is this just so. like a kind of like a one-off lecture you're doing, like one evening? Come to this podcasting seminar. You can do like a one a month or oh, like yeah. a, a one a week kind of deal. Because I think you could do both. There would just be different scopes to it. Like if I was having yeah. to teach a class, I would be getting these these students to be like, "All right, you need to be on like some kind of recurring cadence. You need to have, you know, this many episodes done by the end of the semester." If it was just like yeah. a, a a seminar, then it's more just kind of like. Here's some tips and tricks on that I've learned from. Here's podcasting. a pamphlet. Yeah, for sure. That'd be actually kind of cool to like. The assignment is like you have to do a podcast and it has to be regular, like that because that's a lot of the marking right there. Like you, should, that shit needs to be kind of regular. That's the whole. Well, point. I think there's a couple ways you can do that because there's one like. Not not all podcasts need to be weekly. But I feel like for a class setting, for me to like give some kind of grade, there has to be some kind of recurring thing. You can't just do one episode. Um, right. Uh, but, you know, some, some podcasts are only like, oh, it's an, it's an eight episode season and that's it for the arc or whatever. But if this is like a whole semester, it's like, well, we've got like, what, 12, 16 weeks of class. You got to do more than I don't know how much you got to do. But that's something to think about. Yeah. Um, how how uh what would you teach guys what would you do? like what would you do what would the class look like um i mean one of the first things is all the programming like the programs that you have you would need to learn like basic audio cleaning and stuff like that uh yeah. aud- audacity working maybe with like i don't know if the school could like get like an adobe product or like something like that i don't know whatever the school could get you working with yeah. a program for 
audio stuff. I think I think there's I think there's an advantage of doing both. Like, hey, here's if you have nothing, like yeah. if you're gonna come out of this class and, and you know you're a broke student, here's here's the free stuff you can use. But sure. if you're kind of wanting some high end stuff, you're wanting to get some things under your belt to be like, look, I know this program. Mm-hmm. This is the one I recommend using. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like for like a like a resume. And then putting on like the live portion, dealing with OBS and XSplit and Twitch and getting like basic stuff made up, video stuff, all that sort of thing. Conferencing software, how to do it in person, volume mixing, all of this sort of thing would like yeah i think the easiest that i could definitely add to it is definitely on the audio side of like you know what kind of filters should you be using what kind of limiters should you be using blah 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 what things you need to think about do you need to think about um how big the file size is the different audio formats you know all these things i had to learn and and change as i as i've done the podcast i think the big thing though is coming up with something that can be done on a recurring format so you don't just yeah. peter out well these are I all different just say, courses like, right like you, you would have a course on different formats and stuff like that probably well i mean i i mean i'm i think it would just be like a podcasting 101 or whatever and it's like you know the topic you're picking is it something that you can do each week or every couple weeks in something or is it just like are you gonna you know are you gonna get tired of it after three episodes and not wanting to do it anymore um, cause a lot of podcasts just kind of end because people are realizing, oh, I actually don't want to do this every single week for the rest of my life. Sure. Um, I would force people to try to find somebody to talk to like that isn't From someone the class, in the class or, or whatever. Oh, okay. no, just in general. And then schedule a time. Because then you can find out how fucking annoying it is to schedule shit. I was going to say, scheduling is probably one of the biggest <laughs> skills you'll learn out of this. It's so yeah, fucking setting bad. Setting up an interview. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> Set, like, setting up an interview with somebody outside of the country, even. Like, just try, like, little things like that to challenge yourself. Yeah, I think some fun challenges would be stuff like, okay, you need to record the podcast. Cool. Good. Oops. One of your person's uh, audios broke. What are you going to do now? Yeah. Did you have a backup? Did you have Did you have a backup in place? No. Maybe you need to have a backup every single time. Because because that I can I can't tell you how many times that happens. Hmm. Um. You obviously have to talk about hosting solutions. How much it could cost to like host? Um. How to do it for free? How to like do little different stuff like that? Like if you want to use how a third how party to edit like Podbean, or if you want to like get your own hosting and like host it yourself and the hassle that can be using stuff like YouTube and Twitch to host VODs or whatever, like you would have to do all yep. that sort of thing. I think, I mean, I, there's got, I bet there's a podcasting class at some I'm school. Sure. There has I'm to sure be. there has there been has for been. like 20 years now. <laughs> like I'm sure yeah. this is. Yeah. Well, hat. I don't know about 20 years, but definitely for the last decade, there's got to have been. For you sure. weren't listening to podcasts and like, they're late two thousand or, or mid two thousands. Twenty years ago would have been the year two thousand. Year two thousand, yeah, that's probably a little uh, early. There were podcasts still think, then. There was probably oh, yeah, there were super very rare. few. I'm trying to think. When was yeah. I? When did I first start listening to podcasts? I think they were called shoutcasts. Like, yes, then, or they real were. Casts they didn't even have the, the real name then. They were real audio, and it was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> I hated that fucking player, real audio player. 
And my you first would have podcast I was server. listening to when I was in grade six. So that would have I would that's, have been like that's real weird. <laughs> that would have been like 2004. That was when I was first, okay. first started listening to podcasts. Yeah. Okay. That sounds probably about right. And like techies have been doing it a little bit before that, so it's probably been around. There haven't been classes for twenty years, I will say probably. But no, that's what I'm saying. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I bet ten years ago they probably started. Oh, for sure. A class, or it, it at least got like a, a section of whatever the like new media class is. Like, hey, for the next three weeks, we're doing a podcasting thing. Here's how to. Here's how audio works. I mean, hell, that's when are- all of us started doing shit. Like regularly, yeah. ten ten years so, ago, yes, yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's when that's when I started. That's when this one started. So yeah, uh, and I actually remember this is a fun fact. But I so and I've said this story on the show before, but like I started this podcast for a class, right? In high school, uh, it was basically like a independent study, and I said I want to make a podcast. Can I do this for a whole semester as as my independent study? And they were like, Yeah, sure. And that's how this podcast started. Good cool. times. I'm 3D Homer says, can you remember having any opinions about games in the past that you look back on and think, what the fuck was I thinking? I remember having those kind of opinions, but I can't remember specifically the opinion, if that makes sense. I, I know. I'm trying to think of one right now, too. I've definitely had those points where I'm just like, fuck, I must have been cranky back then or something. I can't think of what the hell like I hated this game for. Yeah. Oh my god! I there's I'm sure there's a whole bunch of these actually, but I'm I just trying to think of like some like some old stuff because I would have had to be a kid to not have realized that this game is bad. Um, is Pokemon Stadium Stadium Two actually any good, or did I just like playing a lot of those mini games with my friends? Uh, I mean, if you like Pokemon battles, it's 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 a Pokemon Stadium game. Yeah, I mean, I did like Pokemon battles. But that's one I'm not sure about. That one might, might that game might suck. Opinions about games in the past. Kirby's Dreamland. That's the one where you don't get powers, right? Yeah, that's the original. Yeah, that one's not great because you don't get powers. But that was like the first Kirby I played, so I played a lot of that. I mean, it was also the first Kirby, so yeah, they hadn't figured out the powers thing till the next game. Uh, I would say for me, I hated Final Fantasy VII for the longest time, and then since then, when JRPGs kind of died off, I'm like, mm, no, actually, maybe I do like this more than I thought. I've I've wishy washed on Final Fantasy VII like three or four times now. Same with Ocarina of Time, and probably Mario sixty four at this point too. Yeah, I mean, opinions change. That's not yeah anything crazy. Oh, I guess I did like uh. I liked Mario 64 until I revisited it and I fucking hated it so much. So that's one. Oh, I revisited Sunshine and even though I keep saying I like it, that game is garbage. I still kind of like parts of it. That is a bad game. I still kind of like parts of it, but there is some real fucking badly made levels in that game. Yeah, uh, that reminded me. Um, I played a lot of Mario Party as a kid, and those games sure. suck. Anyway, John, do you want to take this next one from Rasterman? 
Rasman writes in and says, is there any game or media series that you used to really like, but now you feel indifferent about? In my case, that's Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon's a good one, actually. I wouldn't say I really liked it. I've always kind of liked it, and I don't hate it, so. I mean, I like the spinoffs still. Like I, like, I played Pokemon Pinball the other day on stream. That was a blast. You should, mm. you should try Pokemon Smile. It's a new spinoff. <laughs> brushing your teeth. It would be really yeah. funny if I was like, man, Pokemon Smile is the best Pokemon game I've played in ages. I, My breath has yeah, never maybe, been this fresh. I, that's concerning, though, yeah. if that is what happens. <laughs> um, I just watched Artemis Fowl, because that got put on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay, I heard this I was, is terrible. I was a, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I was a big fan of those books growing up. Like, I read, like, most of them. Um that was a that was a definitely a book series I was way into as a kid. Uh that movie is absolute trash. Yeah. It is, it is surprisingly terrible. Um so now I'm I've just been questioning myself all week of like was I an idiot and those books are also bad or does this movie just suck? So And I'll never know cuz I'm not going back and reading those books right now. I didn't but. know about this thing at all until I saw a trailer for it and thought what the fuck is this? And then the next thing I saw was a YouTube video that's like Artemis Fowl is the worst thing Disney Plus has ever done <laughs> or something. Wow. Like, well, yeah. Right. Well, it was in like development hell. It's been trying to be made into a movie for like 15 years or something like this. Um and I think they were finally just like we got to get this thing out the door. Um mm. I feel like it's the a case with a lot of uh, like young adult uh, fiction books because ever since like Harry Potter and Hunger Games, they've just been trying to find the next like huge hit. So they're making everything into a live action movie. Uh, yeah, and a lot of those are just really bad. Yeah. Any series I used to really like. Sure, there's something here. Lamb Before Time. You don't like if, Lamb Before Time anymore? I mean, the first one still holds up. I don't I know think, if you mentioned it. If I mentioned I feel, it on the I feel show, like it's cheating I, I picking I, like children's like media like that, though. I looked oh, up the Lamb Before Time somewhat recently, and I think they came out with a new one not too long ago. Uh, I thought the series had been dead for a while. I think it, it did die for a bit, but I think it came back. Uh, let's see. They had one in 2016, the 14th one. Wow. Yeah. After a nine year hiatus. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Journey of the Brave. All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Hebrew Lantern asks, what death in a TV show, movie, video game, any medium was meant to be emotional, but you thought it was funny? I guess let's be careful of spoilers. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I know I've got an answer for for this, but it's going to take me a minute to think. I don't think I have an answer for this. There's something that happened even in a recent game on stream. I remember laughing my ass off. I feel like it? I either laugh at a death or like get angry at a death. I never like really get sad. <laughs> there has to be something that's funny. 
Oh, yeah. No, never mind. Someone said it perfectly in chat. <laughs> They'll pay for this. The Kingdom Hearts 2 bit. Yeah. Laugh my ass mm. off every time I see that fucking scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just okay. it doesn't work. It just doesn't that. work. <laughs> Shit, this is actually a hard question. I wish I could remember what game it was that on stream that I saw death happen. I just started cracking jokes and laughing. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Well, I say we move on. Right. Do you have one, Sean? No, I, I can't think of any. I can think of just where I'm like, oh, that was a bummer. Like, I think of like the Final Fantasy VII remake ones. That was a bummer. But I can't think of any that I laughed at. Hmm. All right, Paul, do you want to read this one from Dedinsky? Yeah. Dedinsky says, if your goal was to get the worst score on Metacritic possible, how would you design a game to achieve this? This is easy. You don't yeah, actually... <laughs> Or you just don't, like, worry about the game. You just piss a lot of people off. Easy. Yeah. You, and then you get review bombed. Yeah. I mean, that also helps, That's yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. You could do both to ensure you get the low score, I suppose. Yeah. Also, make it a full price game. Mm. Yeah, I think you need to make it, yeah, full price with, like, a, a bunch of crappy in-app purchase stuff. You make Fallout 77. If you can if you're able to take a beloved franchise, you could easily do this. You could tank it real easy. So yeah. Sure. I think you have to just make it like really broken. Like it is it is cumbersome to play, you know what I mean? Um in a way that's like you can still play the game, but it's it almost seems like unfair. Like like sometimes the game doesn't save properly. You know, something that would just really annoy someone. Yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, here's a good one. What if it also had, uh, like, some malware on it? <laughs> or you oh, put, like, just a new virus on there or anything like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was going a little more aggressive than Denuvo, but, like, something that literally just, like, scans your computer, just some spyware shit. All right, John, why don't you take this one from John? Uh, I write in and ask. <laughs> no, it's with an H. John with an <laughs> H asks, have any of you ever played a game that you believe had a great concept but terrible execution? Uh, an example of what I played was Avalon Code, where instead of preventing the end of the world, you're tasked with creating the new one through a book. Huh. Uh, All right, I'll say it. Eternal Darkness plays like shit. Yeah, but every idea and it's very cool. It doesn't hold up, but that that sanity idea is neat. The sanity idea is neat. Kind of the whole story is kind of neat. Even back then, that game was kind of shitty playing. But once you get over that, like there's a lot of good stuff in there. So if they ever remade that, it would be like chef's kiss. It would be primo. What's the name of that game again? Kukiyomi, consider it. Uh-huh. Is 
is a fun game, but I'm not even sure I'm playing it right, and it doesn't tell you <laughs> if you're playing it right. I barely know how to play that game. Uh-huh. So that is a great concept with bad execution. Which, by the way, and thank you um, for the people who pointed this out in our Discord, they brought a sequel out for that today. So I am so excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Cause I, I could say Metroid Other M because I like the idea of like Samus dealing with her paramilitary past and stuff like that and actually like he, like having all her powers but specifically holding back. But like just the way they do it is just awful. Yeah, sure. that's a good one. I think with, I think I, with a better I, story I, it would be much better. Would, that, would you say that is the Zelda game with the most story? Zelda? Sorry, Samus, uh, Metroid game with the most story? Uh, probably maybe but but well, fusion has so but fusion has a lot of story too okay i haven't played the the handheld ones so probably the most just like exposition kind of definitely thrown. the most exposition because there's a fair in amount there. of cutscenes in it there's a fair amount of points where you just don't have any character control at all all right all right, Kevin Discord. says, not counting anything illegal or discriminatory, what is the best way to torch your online reputation? Oh, not counting discriminatory Ooh, stuff? not counting yeah, discriminatory. That's a hard one. Yeah. 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 I think they're both hard, because you can't just, like, post a nude. Um, I mean, you could be a scammer. It's not technically illegal, but it kind of goes on that line where it could be <laughs> i guess rat out I all your friends scam people air all their dirty laundry oh yeah but even then some people might consider you like so real man like i don't know but, that's but real you, hard but people also like it when people are racist so i mean that's not the best counter example oh. <laughs> i mean the easiest way is be just like super racist it's the easiest way to torture you can't you can't in this you can't no this. yeah i know is being a troll with, with that's that's not discriminatory, right? No, uh, makes being, an asshole, like, I guess. Being a legitimate yeah. troll, no. <laughs> what people okay, call so trolling these days you, is yes. Yeah, no, I mean just like you going around and, and just commenting in a trolling matter on a lot of like popular videos. Like I feel like if someone caught wind of that, but it's not it's not a huge thing. Some people have gained infamy doing that though. So I don't some, know. I get. I guess you, if you do it enough. Yeah, I don't know, man. Some some people bring up good points, like basically, like, uh, just con your entire like community and yeah. stuff like that. Like, was it one YouTuber tried to like copyright like a super common term, and that yeah, react the, <laughs> the reaction. React brothers. Yes. yes. Uh, the fine brothers, rather. I have oh, no idea God. what we're talking about. They tried to copyright the term react and react videos because they thought they did it first. Okay. Because, you know, cool. watching something online and then reacting to it, totally original idea. <laughs> yeah, do you can just do shit like that for sure. Anything predatory towards your uh, people that support you will instantly get you blacklisted. And then usually it spreads from there. Could you could you start a Kickstarter, get some funding, and then just bail with it? Yes, you could. 
Because I don't think that's technically illegal, right? It's not illegal. Nope. Yeah. That would also suck. Yeah. All right, Paul, you want to get this last one? I do. Zamp says, let's say that for whatever reason, you have to get rid of your entire game collection, digital, physical, whatever. All of it will no longer be in your hands. However, you can keep five games that were in your collection and five games you didn't already own. What five games do you keep and five games, new games do you get? I get this the is five. Weird. I get the five most expensive games that are out there, so I can sell them to get the rest of the collection back. <laughs> this is the wishing for more wishes. Yeah, yes, that's yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. That's how it works, man. I know how expensive this shit gets. I'm surrounded so, by it. <laughs> this gets weird because some of the games in my collection are ongoing games that, like, like Siege is a five-year-old game, so, like, I just need to keep it if I want to keep playing it, right? So, like, a yeah. lot of these games of services... I mean, I'm in the make, same boat. I'm going to pick these, Apex. Yeah. These uh, games as services kind of, like, throw a wrench in the things you can choose if you play them regularly enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Apex. Five new games do I get? I'm going to pick Overwatch 2. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't have to have it early. Just, you know, when that comes out, I want to get... I want that to be one of my five. Okay. Along the same lines, Last of Us Part Two and Cyberpunk. Well, that's the thing, right? The answer is whatever, like, you want to play at that time. I'm okay. I'm kind well, of okay getting rid of my whole collection tomorrow if I had to. It's not a big deal to me. But I, I want to keep... Like, like I feel like this part of the question is more aimed towards me, because I have to actually I think, think about so, this. too. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, we all have game collections. I don't want to get rid of my game collection. Um, but again, the, the five you're picking, like, I, you're not going to get anything else. So you have to kind of pick, like, some, like, things you really want from the future. I guess I would just stop playing video games. It's not that big of a deal. Breath of the me. Wild 2. All right, there's my five that I okay. don't know. Those, those are the ones I want. Okay. And what, what I say that I keep? Apex? Yep. I mean, I keep Animal Siege. Crossing. Animal mm-hmm. Crossing New Horizon. Okay. I don't know what else I want to keep. <clears throat> I think I keep Voxelgram because they keep updating the PC version with workshop stuff like every week. Okay. I'm in, I'm in that in that vein, I'm going to take Overcooked 2. Okay. Yep. And Rock Band 4. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. And then because I... And, <sighs> And then, and then one versus one hundred, but it somehow works, and they're still making. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so <laughs> good! On. They're still making it. God, how good would that be if they brought it back for the Series X? That would be really good. God, one versus one hundred is so good. I think I would keep Slay the Spire or Monster Train. I can't decide which one for like my card fix. trying to think here now i i know for a fact i would still do what i said i would pick the five most expensive games out there not just to resell sure. to get them all back but just so i would never have to go get those again 
Like sure. I'm not about yeah. to drop a hundred thousand dollars on like the gold Nintendo World Championship card or whatever the fuck that price is at now. Uh, but yeah, that would be for that. For keeping, that's where it gets tricky. I would probably have to pick just the games that like I've always gotten like the most enjoyment out of at that point. So like I would keep like yeah. Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. I would keep uh, some version of Tetris. Let's say Tetris 99 since it's got all the old features and the new features. Uh, I would keep okay. Super Bomberman 5 so I get like my favorite Bomberman game but I also get Bomberman multiplayer. Like I'd have to keep some crazy action game so I would probably pick probably Devil May Cry 3 over Ninja Gaiden Black. So like I would probably do that. Uh, but the fifth game is eluding me. I don't know what I would pick as a fifth game. Maybe I'm going to throw Worms Terraria Armaged- in there. I'll probably I throw in Terraria. Worms Armageddon because I had that's a big part of my childhood. So yeah, Worms Armageddon. Cool. Paul, did you say which games, what new games you you want or that you don't have? I mean, if it's just like pick five and you're never getting them again, I do, I don't care. I'm just done gaming. The re- The way I play games is I like playing the new stuff. So if I can only get five, just the next five that come out, and then I guess I'm done playing games forever. Okay. Uh, that's it for questions. If you want to send questions in, again, it is topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Uh, the Takeover. I would give it to Disintegration, but The Last of Us, even though it's a seven-year-old game, is just so much of a better thing. Even when you know what's going to happen, <laughs> so much better. And I'm going to give it to Coffee Talk. Um, if you're a Patreon backer, the uh, submission thread is already live right now. So go submit a game, and that can be on the poll next week. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, we will see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, everyone.